This is the Life Manual, a practical guide to creating the life you desire, with me, Tom Payani. And me, Emma Bradford. Hi, welcome to the Life Manual, with me, Tom Payani. I'm very happy today with this brand new show. I've got the pleasure of having Emma Bradford in my company. Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited about this show. Me I think too. it can be really, really useful for everyone. I mean, before we start, it's worth me mentioning what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's called the Life Manual, and it's just, it's just helping people in, a, in a practice, as practical sense as possible, you know, to, to create in a, a situation they want, to create in a life they desire, whether that's through behavior change perspective mm-hmm. goal setting mindfulness meditation visualization getting rid of stress you know looking after your body everything you know everything <laughs> everything's a, a factor isn't it everything's a factor yes so you know the most important thing i think for us is just to try and make it as practical as possible isn't mm-hmm. it absolutely that's well that's where the magic happens yeah. when you practice so you know we thought today a, a good start might be you know it, I know you're an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, for short. Um, and we thought today would be a good idea to uh, to just have a little bit of an introduction to that. Absolutely. Just to, just to get the ball rolling. Yeah. I mean, well, let's get on with it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So for those of you who don't know, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, it's... Well, I'll let you, you're the expert, Emma, so I'll let you give a, a quick summary of what it's all about. What, what's the difference between NLP and other, and other forms of coaching or, mm. you know, et cetera? Good question. So NLP, so first of all, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and that's to do with what's going on with our brain, our mind, the neurology, and also the linguistics, so how we communicate to ourselves and others. And then we also have a series of tools and techniques. So that's where the word programming comes in because we can reprogram how our unconscious mind views things so we can let go of limiting beliefs. And this is what sets NLP apart from other forms of coaching out there um, because we're really working with the unconscious mind. And it's not to say that they're... There aren't other things that can help. No, and we're going to be uh, talking about absolutely. We're going to be using we? Spectrum, yeah. We're yeah. going to be talking about lots of different things. There's room for everything. Exactly. Um, however, NLP the the focus is very much working with the unconscious mind yeah. and letting go of unhelpful thoughts and and behaviours. And uh, when you look at when you look at NLP, it's sort of terrifying and exciting at the same time <laughs> because the you know the amount of power in our unconscious mind or the amount of behavioral change that is that you know is potentially usable there is incredible yeah i mean sometimes i when i'm doing workshops i draw a picture of an iceberg on the whiteboard because icebergs you can see only the tip and there's so much more underneath and this is often how the brain is described like we have the conscious brain and then we also have the unconscious brain and unconsciously, there is so much information stored and it, it affects us on a daily basis. I mean, we get so caught up in our conscious mind, don't we, that we, mm. we forget. We forget mm-hmm. what's underneath. 
And exactly. I guess that's the use of NLP, trying to explore that a little bit. Yeah, understanding what's going on um, and really letting go of what's, what is no longer helpful. Yeah, so I think a good place to start could be just uh, a summary and you know some pillars of what, of what NLP is, really. I mm-hmm. know the, the technical term is uh, presuppositions, but basically that just means the, the sort of beliefs the foundations of NLP and there's more than one and it changes from coach to coach mm. and you know yeah so they're, they're keys key to understanding what NLP is and and things that I live my life by yeah okay well let's let's go on with it then so the first one I'm, I'm you know we agreed on these before we there was a few we picked out and we thought would be useful that we could talk about um you know having respect for others people other people's way of of seeing the world you know and a lot of it is common sense but it's worth bearing in mind this one isn't it especially in the heat of the moment or in a Mm. stressful situation you know it's it's fine understanding someone else's perspective when you're in a good mood or you're chilled or you know you you've got a positive frame of mind in the first place but i guess the real challenge is when things aren't really going your way right exactly and yeah i mean we we say that everyone has a different map of the world Everyone has a different pair of glasses that they look through life with. And neither person is 100% right or wrong. It's just different opinions. So it can be very easy, like in the heat of the moment, to get caught in the... the um, to connect with the ego and be like, yeah, I'm right and you're wrong, and, and to really hold on to that. Whereas with NLP, for me, the essence of NLP is that curious mindset of, I wonder... I wonder what's going on here and I wonder what they must believe in order to say whatever they might say or act in whatever way they might be acting. Mm. Just to find out what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, instead of that, you know, automatic, often easier, initial angry reaction, Mm. taking a step back and maybe asking why a little bit, you know, as you said, that curious mindset, you know, well, why is that person thinking Mm. like that? And of course, this is easier said than done, but then I guess that's the whole point why you study NLP or you, mm. you know, you try and uh, learn these skills. Exactly. And, and I remember it brings me back to a time when I was on holiday and there was a queue of people waiting for the toilets on a beach. And there was this little kid that went all the way up to the front of the queue, opened up one of the doors. The toilet was open and vacant the whole time. All the adults in the queue were wondering like what was going on because they they assumed a closed door meant that it was occupied whereas this young kid didn't have that mindset and he just went up opened the door and went in and and he really he had that curious mindset like i wonder i'm gonna I'm going to try things out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not advocating going around opening random <laughs> toilet doors. That's, uh, no, obviously not. But it's, it's having that mindset of, is that really what's happening here? Or can yeah. I question things a bit more? Yeah, and when you do question things and you have that curious mindset and you're wondering why someone is behaving in the way they do, it's obviously going to help you, isn't it? It's going to make you mm-hmm. a lot more empathetic as a person. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you a lot more rounded and it's going to make you less angry and less stressed in the situations where possibly before you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, respecting that you have your your way of seeing things and, and also other people have their way of seeing things. Mm. We're all individuals. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on then. Another interesting one that, that we, we had a look at was that 
and maybe you can help me out with this. People are not their behaviors. Mm. What do you think? What do you think that's getting at that key? So that's describing how that someone might be behaving in a certain way. So, for example, you have a, a stressed and angry boss at work, and um, we can put a lot of emphasis on the behavior. So we can really focus on what that boss might be saying to us, or how they might behaving be behaving around us. Um, however, deep down. There's something so much more. Like everyone has this wonderful spark, this energy, this soul, whatever people want to call it within. Like we're human beings. So people are not their behavior, 100%. It's looking a little bit deeper within and connecting with a human being. We often fall into that trap, don't we? You mm. know, if somebody maybe is not very nice to us, our first reaction is that's not a nice person. Exactly. You know, but and it's difficult. Of course, it's difficult to accept somebody not being nice to you. But, you know, again, it's I guess it's connected with the curious mindset. You know, mm. there's a reason why someone is behaving like that. Of course, you don't want to be walked all over and you can't be a doormat in life and you need to stick up for yourself exactly. and, and be a strong character. Mm -hmm. But it's also finding that balance, isn't it? Of, of you know, you have your limits. And, mm -hmm. and I guess it's if somebody is not nice to you, it's telling them that that's not acceptable but in a way that doesn't make you less centered i suppose yeah yeah i mean absolutely you need to have your boundaries at the same time understand that if there, there's something else behind it if they're behaving in a certain way there's some there there must be a reason behind it yeah there's something that has triggered that behavior in them and that's not who they are 100%. Yep. Deep down, they're a human being. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then something that I think is really useful as well, where NLP talks about you've already got all the resources you need. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think about that one? Yeah. I mean, it, every single person has this amazing potential. And I, I mean, this is so programmed into my brain now with the, the, the four and a half years of, of teaching and working with NLP and clients. So every single client that comes in, I see this amazing potential that they have within. And every single person has the resources within them to create the life that they want to experience. Whether they choose to tap into those resources or not is another question. Yeah, um, one, one thing's choosing it. Mm -hmm. uh, a second thing is not even knowing if it's a choice in the first place. Mm. I think a lot of us don't even know we the resources exist. You know, we think if we're feeling sad, then we're just a sad person, a depressed person. Or if we lose our temper all the time, that's just who we are. You know, we don't actually understand that we have the power to change these behaviors. You know, these aren't set in stone. Exactly. We, we tend to put ourselves in boxes and label ourselves. And also we're, we're often told we're in boxes as well, yes. aren't we? Yeah. 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 And, um, is that, yeah, every single person can, can change that if they want to. That There's the ability to do that. And it's mm. just tapping into that and and finding out, okay, what qualities do I have as an individual? Like, what am I good at? What am I, like, what are my strengths? And if you're struggling and finding out what those might be, ask your friends and family, because I'm sure they could say hundreds. Yeah. I mean, something I'd like to add, add to that as well is I, I saw a really good quote the other day, and it, it just said, you are not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have this ego 
inside of us, mm-hmm. this negative self-talk, this annoying person who's telling us how rubbish <laughs> we are all the time. Inner critic. Inner <laughs> critic, yeah. And, you know, he's not necess- he or she's not necessarily right. You mm-hmm. know, that's something that's been either socially constructed or constructed through growing up or how people have behaved towards us or limiting beliefs or for various, various reasons, you know. But I think it's so important to realise that that's not you and you can... You're always going to have your moments of doubt, I think. But it's also important to know that you can manage the annoying voice, mm-hmm. at least. And you can know that you can change these behaviours to to make that voice less strong, I think. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've held, in the, in the last year, I've held three workshops on the inner critic. And the inner critic simply is just the fearful part of ourselves. It's just the fears. And the other part of ourselves is the loving part of ourselves. I mean, a lot of people say that when you break all the emotions down, you essentially have love or fear. And um, we are not only our fears. Like, learn from them and understand what's going on there, but at the same time, follow what you love regardless. And tap into those resources, Yeah. yeah. I think also, I don't know, speaking from experience, it's... It's, it was sort of comforting to know that I'm not the only human being on this planet with that inner critic. And sometimes <laughs> you do think that, you know, you're like, what's wrong with me? Why have I got this weird guy in my head just telling me well, know, this X is and a Y? Thing. And you think yeah. you're alone and you think this is <laughs> it makes you weird or abnormal. And it's just, it's not the case. So there's the inner critic saying, oh, I'm, I'm the only person yeah. with this and, and I'm abnormal and everyone else is better than me. I mean, it's just the inner critic saying that. And yeah. every single person at some point in their life has experienced it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We're all in it together. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, um, I think that's something else that's really, really useful. Um, there's only feedback, not failure. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is so, uh, this is probably out of all of the keys of NLP, this is the one that I mention the most in workshops, in sessions, and whenever we we supposedly fail at something, like we 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 believe that we've made a mistake and we've messed something up, it's not the end of the world. I mean, there's such a huge potential to learn something from that experience. So there's there's no failure ever. There's only feedback. Every single situation gives you feedback. I mean, something that that I've seen this, uh, seen examples of this in, in real life a lot is, as you know, I do some other 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 stuff with entrepreneurs and I've, I've run my own businesses and, and things. And, you know, being from the UK, there's lots of, I think we have lots of positive traits being from there, but every, every culture has its positive and negative traits. But one thing I've noticed is with a more American mentality, especially in entrepreneurship, mm. they're encouraged to fail a lot more. Mm. And, you know, I think their attitude in a in a business context in i'm talking very specifically about an entrepreneurial context is is healthier you know they they see failure as just all right well i fail so then i'm not going to fail because of this the next time i'll fail because of something else and Mm -hmm. eventually i won't fail and i think from my opinion from my experience growing up in the uk we sometimes beat ourselves up a little bit or sometimes are scared of failing in that sort of context Mm -hmm. a little bit more 
Yeah, yeah, it can happen. And it's it's important to understand that whenever we might feel that we've failed at something, just like, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm. If this situation is happening for a reason, what can it, like, what is it teaching me? What is it giving me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on then. Um, I just want to talk about modeling. And, and what I mean by that is if, if someone can do something, then it can be modeled and taught to anyone else. And I think, you know, because this show is about practical application of skills, mm -hmm. I think this one is as practical as you can get, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it's important to make it clear that it doesn't mean comparing yourself to someone else or trying to be like someone else. It just means certain characteristics of someone that are positively affecting their life, certain patterns of behavior can be can be used, can be applied to yourself. I think it's mm -hmm. important to understand that difference, isn't it? Yeah, and it's again, it links in with what we said in the very beginning as well, like having that curious mindset. So it's observing, noticing what they are doing. So for example, if you want to improve your skills playing golf, for example, then you can observe what the masters, like the, the top people in the world do, um, when they're playing golf like how do they stand how that what's their physiology how are they breathing how are they talking how are they walking you can if you get the chance to speak to them or someone who's very good at playing golf and um, ask them what their beliefs are what they're thinking about in that moment just before they're about to to yeah, take a shot and just really simple things just like you know involving body language mm -hmm. and you know how you sit how you stand how you walk how you talk mm -hmm. you know things that we well, very few people, I think, really think about. Body language is so powerful. It's, it's really, really powerful. And, I mean, the, we know that the mind and body have this amazing connection and we can, we can have a positive influence on the body through what we're teaching our minds to focus on, but we also vice versa. The positions that we put our body in, the body posture and the physiology can have an effect on our mind our emotional and mental well-being and again i think this is something else that when we say it it sounds you know it's common sense but it's so, so easy to forget this isn't it and you know this is this is a great thing about nlp putting that in the for you know making yourself conscious of these types of things exactly and when like the more you connect to nlp whether it's like reading a book or listening to a podcast cast like this one regularly um <laughs> <laughs> And then you can have that habit. You can it's creating you can good habits, isn't exactly. It? And you, the more you do it, the more it becomes part of your life. Yeah, and that's something that we will definitely focus on in future episodes: modeling, but but also habits, mm -hmm. because you know that's that's the key. I think just making it where it becomes normal. You know, especially with things like meditation. That's a great example. If that becomes just a daily habit, you will see the the effects of it. As simple as that. If you go to the gym every day and do weights, you're going to get bigger. You know, mm -hmm. I think you need to look at something like meditation in the same way. You know, it's an exercise. And if you continue to do that exercise, you'll see the results. It's the consistency. Yeah. Because quite often we, we try something like, for example, when I'm doing workshops about food cravings or to do with how people look at food and their diet, if they slip up once, sometimes they, that, that's when the, the failure belief comes in that they believe that they failed and then they believe okay well I might as well not bother now mm. or it, it, 
it's not it you need to have that consistency it doesn't matter if you slip up every now and again or one day you might not meditate it's what we do on a consistent mm. basis yeah don't beat yourself up about yeah, it yeah 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 super super important and it's something that we'll definitely touch on again in the future um all right what about this one you're in charge of your mind and therefore your results mm-hmm yeah so we have the ability to to focus on certain thoughts and beliefs and alter our minds like with nlp we have many many different tools and techniques which we'll be covering on this podcast and and noticing how we can reprogram our mind at our unconscious level to view things differently and when we view things differently we feel about things different differently and therefore that has a positive influence on on the results we get on our life experience so what's going on up here in the brain can really has a an influence on our our life experience yeah and i mean and there's a lot of overlap here as well because this comes back a little bit of this inner critic we're talking about you mm-hmm. know and it's just realizing you're the one in control here you know and these limiting beliefs or this inner critic sometimes you think that's the truth and you know this is the this inner critic is the definitely the most convincing person i've ever met in my life <laughs> you know, they're, they're great at their job i'll give them that but you know you have to remember that it's not the truth and you know if you're in control if you, if you start to realize that actually you are in control it's so it's just a massive a massive you know relief almost mm. yeah. you know just just knowing that hang on a minute mm-hmm. i'm the boss here and i don't know i think maybe some people are better at understanding this naturally but i think for a lot of people they really they really don't believe that and i think just sitting down one day and being like hang on a minute i get to decide you know i get to decide how i feel exactly i get, I get to decide how i you know my mood you know and of course the realities of life get in the way if you know tragedy or things like this happen i'm not saying we all need to be running around with you know super super weirdly happy all the time <laughs> you know. and that wouldn't be healthy and either it's not normal no and i guess this goes on to something else that it's also okay to be sad it's yeah. okay to be angry it's we i think we i mean this is going getting a bit broader now but i think we live in a society where we're told that if we're not happy all the time there must be something wrong with us you know and i don't think that's a healthy uh Mm -hmm. a healthy thing to be putting out there no i mean every single emotion emotions basically are are simply messengers they're just teaching us something about whatever's going on in our life situation something about us as well and um yeah it's it's okay to feel sad every now and again Uh, it's okay to feel angry i think it's important to as well right to feel it to observe it to acknowledge it the most important thing is what we do, what, how we act on it. So we can either choose to, like if we're angry, we can either choose to punch someone or we can choose to, to write about it. Don't to want to see Emma when she's angry. <laughs> or to dance, a, dance that out or to do some exercise or to like go for a run or, or whatever it is. Uh, find um, a healthy way to, yeah, how to, pra- to express that. How to that. practically manage these emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that's what this podcast is going to be all about. Um, all right. I mean, I think we've got through a fair bit there. I mean, a lot of it's common sense, but I think it's just, it's really, 
it's really nice to know that the control you have and if you open up this sort of more subconscious part of your of your mind the changes that can re- really be made you know this isn't mm. just theory the, these changes can genuinely be made exactly and and we really want this to be a practical um series of, of audios where people can try things out because that's where you can really notice the difference that's where the magic happens well you've brought us on nicely to to something now emma because you know i think every week we want to try and give some sort of practical uh technique or exercise just to try and illustrate what we're talking about and you know we've been talking about perspective a lot and mm-hmm. understanding other people's perspective and how you know if you take your own glasses off maybe the world you know someone else's glasses the world looks a little bit different yeah and, yeah. and recognizing that mm-hmm. so i know before we go today you just wanted to do a, a little exercise with us yeah yeah okay so let's give it a go so what i'd like everyone to do is to imagine that up on the ceiling there's a huge clock that's being projected up on the ceiling and you can see the second hand moving around on that clock so what i'd like you to do is to raise your arm up and point your finger up at that clock and imagine tracing or start tracing that second hand with your finger around clockwise so it's like you're you're moving your your arm your finger around clockwise following that second hand and as you do this gently start lowering your arm down so your your finger is continuing to move round and around and your whole arm is starting to move further and further down and keep on going until you can look down on your hand so you take your eyes away from the clock and look down at your hand and just take a moment to notice which direction your hand is moving in now so quite often people will notice that now the hand might be moving anti-clockwise. So what this illustrates is that just by the direction that we're looking at things in, so if we're looking up above or if we're looking down below, our experience can be completely different. Mm. Yeah, and, and just, you know, next time you're in a situation where you really are struggling or can't understand someone else's perspective, just maybe take a little bit of a step back, you know, mm. and just recognize, you know, it's it's worth taking a moment to consider where the other person's coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Asking ourselves, I wonder, what, what can I learn here? Yeah. How can this teach me something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Emma, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, as always. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I would like to just give you an opportunity just to for you to tell us where people can find you if they want, just in case mm-hmm. people are interested in learning a bit more about NLP, because I know this is your speciality. So, I mean, where can people find you if, if they find, if they if they want to learn more? Yeah, so I have a lot of free resources on my website. So that, that's www.emmabradford.net. So there's a page there with links to my blog and um, various different free things that you can download that can help you to boost your self-esteem and if you're in Barcelona I also have a regular meetup group here so we meet up twice a month and we practice NLP so yeah it'll be wonderful to to see you there and also you know we're going to be doing this this life manual podcast regularly aren't we and yeah you know this is what we're going to be trying to yeah we're going to be trying to 
help out as much as possible and give us some practical advice that, that we can all use. So, you know, make sure that you that you are that you tune in every week here and we'll uh put everything up on iTunes and SoundCloud and, and Mixcloud and it will be it will give you all that information. Yeah, practical be, tools for anyone anywhere. Yeah, it'll be on soundcloud.com forward slash the life manual. That's where you can find us. Um all right, Emma, once again, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to The Life Manual, a practical guide to creating the life you desire, with me, Tom Payani. And me, Emma Bradford.